Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. Before the Toddcast, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever been hangry? Anyone ever heard that term before? Ron, you've been hangry? What does, hang, what does hangry mean, Ron? Hungry, hungry, angry. So hungry that you're angry that you push the two words together and you call them hangry. Maybe you've been hangry before, so hungry that you're hangry. Well, I don't get hangry a lot, but I do get thangry. That's right. I get so thirsty, I get angry. I also get nangry that I need a nap so much that I'm angry. I also get... <laughs> what's that? I also have banana graham cracker pangry. That is... Janine makes this pie called banana graham cracker pie, and I get it. I want it so bad, sometimes I get angry. Uh, not really. The point is this. We're going to call the Toddcast tonight the, the contented. The contented. What are you like when you're really hungry? Like, think about those few occasions in your life that you've been really hungry, maybe hangry, or thirsty. What are you like when you're really hungry or really thirsty? Maybe a little angry, right? There's this show on the History Channel, maybe some of you guys have seen, called Alone. Who's seen the show Alone? Um, in, this, in this show, these people, these contestants, they go out into extreme environments for weeks and months and they have to live off the land. It's a very simple concept, but a very, very stressful and extreme show. What's interesting is what does most of them in and causes most of them to quit is loneliness. They can't take the loneliness. After a while, they have to go back to their family. But during this process, they also face extreme hunger, thirst, fatigue, and even pain. And when they first start the show, all these guys, all these people are acting very tough. Like, oh, I'm going to last months. I'll be out there forever. I might just live out there and never come back to society because I'm so tough. I'm such a wilderness expert. And they think they're going to go months and months with no problem at all. But then they face the real hunger. They face the real love, thirst and fatigue and loneliness. And they begin to lose some of that toughness. And they start talking about how real the difficulties are. Because they, they kind of like interview them during the process. And their, their tune changes. Their tone changes. It's like that old Mike Tyson quote. Maybe, maybe you guys have heard this quote. Mike Tyson said this. He said, everyone has a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. I mean, it makes sense, right? You have a game plan and then someone punches you in the mouth and you have a different game plan. Fall on the mat. Um, I honestly, and this is true, I honestly rarely ever get hungry. I know that's weird to hear, but it's true. I hardly ever get hungry. I can go days without food before I begin to feel the, the effects of hunger. And Janine doesn't understand that. But it's true. I don't really get hungry that often. But I do get thirsty constantly. I'm always thirsty. Ask Janine, I'm always on the prowl for a drink. And I don't mean alcoholic. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. Literally just a drink, okay? I'm holding up water. For those on the podcast listening to the recording, I'm not talking about alcohol. As soon as I'm done preaching, leading a podcast, especially I have a very dry throat, I'm, I'm on the hunt for something to drink because my throat is so dry, my thirst is so great. And if you're anything like me, when you're really hungry or really thirsty, you kind of begin to lose some of your reasoning capabilities, right? You can't focus on much more than that present hunger or present thirst that you have. And it's kind of a weird place to be. You guys remember that old Snickers commercial? You're not you when you're hungry. You guys remember those? Those were kind of a creative 
take on, on this, the idea of being hungry. And that's kind of true. You're not really you when you're hungry or you're thirsty. But as soon as you get that hunger satisfied or that thirst quenched, you're satisfied immediately. You start to feel good immediately. You start to feel contented immediately. It's almost like you don't need anything else at the moment. When that hunger pain or dry throat goes away, you feel like a brand new person and you're ready to handle anything again. Now, my kids get this kind of way with the need for toys and candy. Uh, my kids sometimes get into moods and it seems like everything's going to make them upset until they can finally get another toy or another piece of candy. Cheryl Merrill. Uh, <laughs> Mimi. Daddy. Sometimes daddy does too. That's a good thing, by the way. Um, sometimes. But when, when that happens, when they get that toy or that candy, their whole world comes back to them. You know, their, their contentment returns and they can function and reason properly again. And adults, we have our things too, don't we? We do. You ever get overtired? Who's been overtired? Like it's, it's a level beyond tired? <laughs> yeah, or we have too much on our plate or we're in need of a vacation. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there right now. And we start becoming stressed and we stop being able to reason properly. We can't think properly. We can't reason properly. Uh, they say, and I'm sure this is true, you don't want to run into a mama bear with her cubs, right? That's a bad place to be. Well, I think that's true, but I would also say this. You don't want to run into an adult who's hungry, stressed, and overtired. I think that's a bad place to be as well. You might find the similar wrath from that person that you would the mama bear. And maybe that's just how life is. I'm sure there are techniques we can help ourselves overcome these moods, these periods that we get into, but I want to consider something a little deeper tonight. I want to help us understand why sometimes we feel discontented at times in our lives. I want to help us understand why even when we have many good things in our lives that we often feel like we need more or different to stay satisfied. To be hungry or tired or stressed is one thing, but to feel discontented with our lives is something else altogether. That's a whole nother level. And I've considered the reasons behind why this happens. When the Lord has blessed us so richly with so many good things, why is it sometimes we focus on what we don't have? Why is that? And I've come up with four answers, and maybe there's more than this, but I'm going to give you my four answers. Number one, I believe this is true. I think the longings within us are bigger than the, the stuff that we actually desire. I think the longings in our soul are bigger than the treasures we can fill them with here, here upon the earth. And I'm going to say that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Our souls are deeper than the things that we desire. So no matter how many times you try to fill those deep souls with things of the earth, it's always going to feel empty. And again, I think that's a good thing. Have you ever felt fully satisfied with a meal or a good night's sleep? And if so, how long does that feeling last? Honestly, how long does it last before you need to experience that satisfaction again? Or how about a new job? How about a new purchase? How about a new experience? We're satisfied for a brief time and then we start to consider what else is out there for me? This proves we have big longings and small treasures to match those longings and that's a problem. That is a problem. Number two, I think we're prone to being greedy. Now, I don't want you to think I'm a harsh person or a harsh pastor. But it's true that the richer we are, the more comfortable we are, the harder it is for us to become satisfied. 
we fall into this trap that we deserve the best in life. And we would never call it pride, we would never call it greed, we would call it only a high standard or striving for excellence. And I'm speaking to myself. I, I, I try to keep that standard in my own life. But sometimes I realize I need to curb my expectations from this life. So that number two is maybe we're prone to being greedy. Number three, and I know this is going to sound contradictory today, but we're too easily satisfied in this world. We really are. We look around in this world for things to please us and to make us feel contented when by its very design, the earth can't give that to us. It can't give it to us. We have deep souls with deep longings and we need something huge to satisfy those longings. Now, I'll give a little bit of my uh, journey here to Littleton. My journey here to Littleton, I had many interviews with many churches. It was a long, tedious process. And I actually had a couple interviews with a couple churches, over a thousand people. And that was a little overwhelming to think about. That's a lot of people. And I ended up, we ended up pulling out of those churches uh, for the fact that we wanted better for our family. And you're probably thinking right now, we have the most proud pastor of all time. He got interviewed by a church with 1,000 people and he pulled out because he wanted better. And it's true. But I didn't want bigger. I wanted better. I didn't want a big show. I wanted deep roots. I wanted good foundations. I wanted to bring my family somewhere we could do real ministry for many years. I wanted a group of people who really wanted to follow Jesus. And I wanted mountains. And yeah, there's no moose. I didn't get the moose part. That's great. You know what? That's how I feel alone. There's, I'm in the wilderness. There's no moose, Ken. And I'm starting to get agitated. Um, no, but honestly, I found, we found Crossroads. And th this is a huge compliment to you guys here. This group of people before me tonight had a massive advantage over possibly a church of 1,000 people who just wanted a show on Sundays. I wanted to partner with, partner with what I believe would satisfy us as a family. Now, for the sake of an illustration, I want you to just imagine, because this is probably hypothetical, but imagine you were a world-renowned piano player, and you were used to playing to thousands of people in a concert setting. You were used to playing on the best pianos they had available. Do you think it would be difficult for you to play on a rusty, outdated, out-tuned piano to 15 people in a dusty coffee shop after having been in that setting so long? I, do you think the feelings would be similar to what you're used to on the large stage with thousands of people? And the answer is probably not, doubtful. You might wonder, how can I be expected to play in this setting again when I'm used to so much better? And this is the mystery of being contented in this life. And again, this is gonna sound kind of contradictory, but I believe our expectations are often too high and too low at the same time. I really do. We feel we need more from this life when in reality, we've been made servants of God. Servants of God. And all we really need is to know that we can serve Jesus and be around others who desire to serve Jesus also. That's all we need. But at the same time, our expectations are too shallow. We want the big show instead of the deep roots. We want to be blessed with all the trappings of this life that the world says is important, so we feel we're truly successful. And I'm saying today, that is a shallow pool to wade in. Did you know, going back to my journey, did you know how tempting it was to possibly be hired at a church with a thousand people? Because that's a cool thing to put on a resume, isn't it? 
But thankfully, the Lord had taught me by that point that there's something worth much more than numbers, money, or an exciting atmosphere. Souls who really love Jesus is the real treasure. Again, compliments to Crossroads, because I believe we found that here. Because we found a real treasure when we found you guys. And you know what? You guys have all ruined me for ever wanting something else with the church. So thank you for that. What I'm telling you today is that I'm truly, completely contented here at Crossroads. I believe I've found the ability to be a servant of Jesus next to others, servants of Jesus. And if God grows us to a thousand people one day, fantastic. Because I believe that means there's more people who truly love Jesus. But if we remain smallish and our sights are set on serving Jesus together, and we have mountains, <laughs> and moose, maybe, then we might be some of the most contented people on the face of the earth. And it's, it's honest, it's earnest. I'm going to read a passage to you from 1 Timothy 6. Paul is talking to his protege, Timothy, and he says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But for those who desire to be rich fall into a temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pangs. Before we close tonight, do you know what power there is in being a contented soul? Our enemy, the devil, spends his entire time trying to convince us that we're missing out on things. That there's more that we need. There's so many things out there that we don't yet have that could make us truly happy if we had them and truly satisfied if we have them. But number one, he's lying. He's the father of lies. These so-called treasures are actually too shallow for our deep souls. For those who have sat at the feet of Jesus, we can't be satisfied with the world's treasures, can we? We've already had Jesus. You can't go back once you have that. Number two is we have everything we already need in Jesus. There's nothing the world could possibly give us that Jesus hasn't already offered us on a much grander scale. Now, my mom and I were driving the other day, and we drove by Mount Washington Resort on a really sunny day. And it was beautiful. And we did like everyone else did driving by that day. We gasped, and we pulled over to take pictures because that's what you do. And we pulled over to take pictures of the mountains and the backdrop, the backdrop of the hotel, and it was, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. We took amazing pictures. But then we ended up driving away that day and talking about how beautiful and majestic heaven is going to be. Because our, our, our logic was this. If this is that beautiful, imagine what heaven's going to be like. I mean, think about that thought. That, that should blow our minds. And my mom said this quote, which I thought was pretty funny, but also pretty interesting. She said, one day our home is going to make, she's speaking of heaven, our home in heaven is going to make the white mountains look like the ghettos. Yeah. As only my mom could say it. And I laughed, but I also thought about that for a moment, going, that's true. And she wasn't knocking the White Mountains or God's creation. It's just a fact that we have something better in store for us. We're fine taking pictures of, of the White Mountains for now because that's, that's what you do. That's what we have for now. And that's fine for this period, but it's not fine permanently, is it? We need the creator of the White Mountains. And thankfully, we have him. Can you imagine owning Mount Washington or owning Mount Washington Resort? How cool would that be? But I say, forget that. 
because we own the creator of those. He's our Lord, he's our Savior, he's our God, he's our friend, and he is our treasure. And this makes us incredibly contented beings in this life. We don't need a thing from this world. We are servants of the king, and our future home far surpasses anything that this world can offer us. And when we realize that, our enemy is in trouble. Because we've just disarmed him. We've taken away his best weapons. Discontent. He can't make us discontented anymore. We are content in Jesus. We have salvation. We have the hope of heaven. And we have every resource available to us to serve God in this life. And if you have Jesus tonight, and I believe many of you do, then you should be contented because you have everything you need and beyond. Everything. And this world is simply an arena to serve our Lord Jesus with. Therefore, let us cease chasing the pleasures and treasures that can never satisfy us by their design, and let us find our true contentment in the one who created the world, who owns the world, and who is creating a whole nother world for us right now, this very hour. And I say as sort of a prayer, but as we close, Lord Jesus, help us be contented souls to be able to serve you well with everything that you've given us because serving you is the greatest treasure imaginable. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.